So as we come out of lockdown, it's like a return from exile for us, an exile on Zoom. And we want to be able to respond to our own needs and to the needs of our communities. So my message this morning, my thought this morning is that we need to look to the gift giver, not to the gift and not to the person who is exercising that gift. And I'll explain this, I hope, as I look at these two passages. So I was reading Ezra and Nehemiah some years ago, and I thought Ezra prayed and fasted before his journey, and he didn't think that he needed soldiers. Whereas Nehemiah, making the same journey, around about the same time, a number of years later, um, took the king's soldiers. He was glad to have the soldiers and the cavalry different responses to the same need, different ways of leaning on God for protection. So the historical context, um, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken the nation of Israel captive. The Bible sometimes calls them the tribes of Benjamin and Judah, and sometimes calls them the Israelites. And the, the books of Ezra and Nehemiah record three returns. The first one, Zerubbabel, brings a group back and they begin rebuilding the temple. Uh, and then Ezra returns and completes it and brings the law with him. And then Nehemiah rebuilds the city walls. So they were both very different in their use of the king's soldiers. Both have very different experiences of leaning on God, different ways of exercising their gifts that God had given them. Reminds me of what Paul says to the Romans. He says, you, we have to use our gift of faith in the measure that has been given to us. For each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though we are many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. And then Paul goes on to say, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's for giving, then give generously. And if it's for leading, do it diligently. As if to show, and if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. But doing each one in, in, in line with the measure of faith that we've been given. So we're all, we're all different, fortunately. We've all got different gifts. And all that God requires of us is that we use our gift in the way that God wants us to use it. We look to the gift giver, not to the gift. Because it's the gift giver who is faithful and it's the gift giver who we can trust. So Ezra's faith was different from Nehemiah's. I believe that both are equal. I don't believe that one was better than the other. But I do believe that if Ezra had tried to act in accordance with Nehemiah's faith, it would have been disastrous. And if Nehemiah had tried to act in a, from Ezra's example, that too would have been disastrous. I love the way that Ezra's thoughts are recorded from us. He says, 
God has extended his good favour to me before the king and before his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord our God was on me, I took courage and gathered the leaders from Israel to go up with me. What confidence he must have had in God to take that risk in travelling without soldiers for protection. What tremendous faith. You might be able to think of people, or you might have read about people, who have exercised such an amazing gift of faith. Liz and I have known some, and I have to confess that sometimes they make us feel inadequate. One example I can think of is that when we sold our previous house and moved to our current bungalow, we sold our house to some Christians who were moving up to Wrexham to join the community church. They'd been called by God to sell their previous home and to move to Wrexham. They believed that God had led them to our house when they saw it on the internet, and they only viewed that one house in Wrexham. Now, I wonder how many of you pray and then just go and look at one house, or how many of you, when you've moved house, have looked at a number of houses. I know Liz and I certainly do. We look at lots of houses if we're thinking of moving. The sale and the purchase of our houses took uh, over a year. So we got to know these people very well. And in fact, he stayed with us because his job here had started before they finally sold their previous house. So they had a very different gift of faith from us. And one obvious difference of that was in our conversations. And again, I'm not saying they were wrong and I'm not saying we're right, but their main topic of conversation was God, what they were learning from him and what they were seeing God doing. They rarely talked about their family. Like us, they had three grown-up children. And he was frustrated by his secular job. Now, Liz and I love our teaching roles and we believe that that is where God wants us to serve. And we love talking about our family, as many of you will have noticed. But we also love God and we will talk about what we see God doing and the things that we're learning. It's just the degree to which that comes into our conversations. Different gifts, different ways of exercising them. Another example is uh, of a young man who was at Bible college at the same time as I was. And I went to a Pentecostal Bible college, which believed in miracles and in healing. However, as we know, we don't always see the miracles and healings that we'd love to see. And this young man, Ben, said in lectures one day, miracles are like a jet engine. It's just the law of the universe. Jet engines work because of the laws of physics. Miracles work because of the laws of God. And what was even more remarkable was that he was giving this example to our lecturer, who was an expert in jet engines. Jet engines is what this lecturer had done before he became a pastor and then a lecturer at the theological college. Of course, my young friend is absolutely right. God's laws always work. And God is always true to his nature. However, our understanding, mum's reading my notes, (laughs) she's ahead of me. However, our understanding of 
um, the way God's working is not always perfect. We don't always understand. In fact, I would say we understand only a part of God's plan and God's purpose. But my young friend had a real gift of faith and he's now leading. He now has a healing ministry, he and his wife, and they lead a, a big church in London. So as a church, we need to identify the people with that source of faith and to know how they can help us as we minister to our friends and our communities. So Ezra re rebuilt the temple, the spiritual focus of the nation. And we believe that we will need to rebuild our spiritual expectations of God and what God can do. We need people who can lead us in that spiritual renewal as we come out of lockdown. Now, I believe that Liz and I have a more practical faith. It's not wrong. It's not less. It's different as we've been gifted by God. We each have to trust God as he leads us forward. And right now, as he leads us out of lockdown, yeah. we're looking to the one who is faithful. And I'd like to think that Liz and I are more like Nehemiah than Ezra, and I'll try to explain why. Ezra didn't need soldiers. Nehemiah needed soldiers. Not wrong, just different. So in Nehemiah, we read, uh, oh yeah, when they got back to Jerusalem, they had difficulties, they were being attacked, um, their work was being disrupted, and uh, they were in physical as well, uh, danger. So Nehemiah's solution to that problem was that from that day on, half the men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows and armour. So half were rebuilding the wall, half are protecting them. And I love this picture and I see it as a very practical, spiritual way of working. Half the people are on guard and half the people are working. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could work in this way? Half of us in prayer and half of us on gospel work. Notice that they were equipped with spears, shields, bows and armour, which of course reminds us of Paul's picture of us putting on our spiritual armour and getting ready for our gospel work. Nehemiah had to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And I believe that we're going to have to do a lot of rebuilding of people and of communities as we come out of lockdown. It would be wonderful to know that half the church were praying and half the church were involved in uh, the rebuilding and the renewal of our communities. Nehemiah goes on to say, the officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. That's logical that in any army, um, the, the, those who are uh, different people will be doing different roles within the army. Um, leaders need to be in that strategic space. Leaders need to know when to leave the front line and when to take a strategic role rather than being directly involved in the work or the battle. And of course, leaders need to know when to lead by example. But I love this picture using weapons, mm -hmm. uh, spiritual weapons and trowels. Half and half, half engaged in prayer, half engaged in the work. 
uh, Nehemiah goes on to say, those who carried the materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. Again, this is just so practical. And again, it's so true for us today. So who in our church family are carrying the message? Who are going to spearhead the spiritual renewal? Who are engaged in the battle? Who are going to be engaged in the rebuilding? The sense that I get from this passage in Nehemiah is that the people were perhaps on a rotor, so that it wasn't always the same people building and always the same people guarding. So perhaps it wasn't always the same people carrying the materials or building or joining in the battle. We all carry the gospel message at different times. But do we always remember to pick up our sword before we're engaged in the carrying of the message? Indeed, do we all know when our duty days are going to be? It begs the question for me, when have I next planned to spend time carrying the message? And who is covering me in prayer when I do that? And who am I covering in prayer whilst they're doing the carrying or the battle or the building or the renewal? And Nehemiah goes on to say that each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. It's another of my favourite pictures from this. The builders wearing a sword at their side as they built. And actually, I've never carried a sword at my side, but some of the, I love historical fiction. And some of the times it makes a note that carrying a sword is not always the easiest if you're walking or working. So it was perhaps an impediment to their work, but a necessary impediment. It's so important to spend daily time with God, preparing ourselves for whatever he has in mind for us that day, whether we're at work, at home, or on holiday. God can always use us, and we always need to be ready to carry our sword at our side and our tools in our hands. I just said that I love reading historical fiction, and this reminds me of a very powerful picture that God gave me when I was reading a very unspiritual book. It was a, a book about Stonehenge by Bernard Cornwell. And uh, the tribe were attacked by the enemy on one of their ritual days. The tribe had gone into their henge, and because of their rules, they'd left all their weapons uh, outside the henge. And of course, the enemy, knowing that, chose that day to attack. And the defenders were unarmed and quickly overpowered. Now, that's fiction. But God said to me at that time that I had to be careful at weekends and holidays. Now, I'm the sort of person I love to have different routines during my working half terms, being a teacher, and uh, my holidays. And I have a different spiritual routine during those times as well. But what God said to me was, I need just to spend some time at the start of each day acknowledging who he is and acknowledging my need for him as we went into that day. It didn't have to be a long prayer time. It didn't have to be the same sort of spiritual discipline that we exercise during 
uh, term time and working days. But we just had to acknowledge who God was and our need for him at the start of each day. And there's a lovely picture in Ezra that reminds me of just this. In Ezra chapter 9, we see Ezra preparing for the journey to Babylon. And the priests were carrying things from the temple. No, sorry, carrying things from Babylon for the temple in Jerusalem. And they were weighed and recorded before they left. And they had to be weighed and recorded when they arrived in Jerusalem. But when they got to Jerusalem, they were able to rest for three days before they took the, the, the gold and the utensils to the temple. So it's important that we know when to work and it's important that we know when to rest. It's important that we get the order of this right. As we come out of lockdown, many of us are tired. Many of us have family and friends that we haven't seen for a long time. Many of us need to get away on holiday. But we've also got a job to do. And if we're feeling like this, and we have the hope of God in our hearts, as well as peace and joy and patience and so on, then what about others? We need to continue to share the gospel message as we come out of lockdown. And perhaps as we come out of lockdown, it'll be an unprecedented opportunity for us to share the message. But we need to get the order right. And I'm not implying that I know the order for you between rest and work, between visiting friends and going on holiday and being engaged in the gospel. But I need to know the order for me. And together, we need to know how that's going to work in our MCs, in our missional communities, in our communities where we live or work, the communities of our friends, and in the community of our church and our town. We have to trust the gift giver and we have to make ourselves ready to follow the giftings that we are given for ourselves and that we see in others and indeed to be prepared to support each other as we go about our gospel work and our Christian lives.